You're listening to the Cerebral Mind Control Podcast. Welcome back to the Cerebral Mind Control Podcast, episode number 58. Now, in this episode, we speak and learn from Anna Mazurik, an actor here in Saskatoon who has been making some waves. We get to learn about her story, how she achieved her current level of success, where in the world it has taken her, and where she's about to go shortly. Now, this episode has been brought to you by our friends over at Enigma Talent and Entertainment, Canada's one-stop shop for premium corporate quality entertainment services, ranging from magicians, hypnotists, mentalists, photographers, videographers, photo booths, DJs, you name it, they've got it in entertainment services. Now, please take the next hour out of your day to listen to this episode. You're going to learn just as I did. And if you want to tune in again in the future to our live stream, it's CMCYXE on Facebook, Cerebral Mind Control YXE. Now, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you, Anna Missourik. Oh, five, four, three, two, one, and it's live. I think it's live. We're on. I think we're live. I'm gonna double check the stream. Looks looks good to me. What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in. This is episode fifty-eight of the Cerebral Mind Control Podcast. We have Anna Missourik. How's hey, what's going? Up? Good. How are you? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. Well, thanks for coming down here well, to the studio me. and yeah we met maybe two months ago and found out you're an amazing actor <laughs> very talented and i got to see you performed actually in a play with my uncle Earl, mm-hmm. and nathan copens yep um i watched the the last set you guys did of the entire run of shows there oh, okay and yeah you guys all did very well, I thought. Well, thank and, you. And uh, then I looked into all three of you, actually. Obviously, mm-hmm. my uncle, <laughs> I know him, but and I found out that you you do a lot more acting than just plays. You is a movie, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, the Tin Tell Wife. me about that. The Tin Wife is a, a short film directed and uh, written by Travis Newfeld, and uh, it's just recently been been making its international. Uh, tour through the film festivals and it's been uh, making a bit of a name for itself uh, we've been to Australia and or we haven't but the film has been to festivals in Australia and Spain and Amsterdam and wow. been nominated for lots of awards and it's just That's so awesome. amazing to see it have a life of its own you know yeah exactly yeah well, that's pretty cool yeah. and meanwhile I'm adjusting the light on oh please do your camera there there we go that should look better for everybody at home <laughs> <laughs> so how did you like you know what let's back up a lot more than that. Okay. <laughs> how did you how did you get to your current level of success? Give us like your your backstory. What's my backstory? Okay. Well like are we talking like how I fell in love with acting or like what were the steps to Yeah. Well Let's start. I like the how you fell in well, love with Well I was acting. conceived on no. Uh <laughs> okay, so when I was 15 years old, I played the role of the MC in a musical called uh, Cabaret, um, and this is at Aiden Bowman, which is pretty. Uh, it was a pretty risque production to put on for like 15 year olds, because um, it takes uh, place in this cabaret in Berlin and in World War II, and 
everyone's pretending that the war isn't happening, but uh, there's a lot of really interesting seedy individuals in this cabaret. And I played the um, the master of ceremonies, and um, it was uh, I had to I was playing a man who liked to dress up as a woman, so there are a lot of uh, different layers to this character, and I just fell in love with it. Like That's I nice. was like, this is what I want to do. Um, I felt so free in a way, slipping into the skin of someone else, and uh, I just had so much fun doing that show. Um, and it was uh, directed by Jason Dubray, and and he he really helped me along in the early early starts of of acting, and really believed in me, and you know cast me in nice juicy roles, and throughout high school, and that's kind of where it all starts usually is high is around high school, and uh, that's when I realized that I was like, man, this is pretty pretty fun, and so I just kept on doing it for fun, and then it became my major in university. I went to the University of Saskatchewan through the um, Bachelor of Fine Arts program at the drama department there, and um, had amazing mentors there who who uh, actually pulled me aside, a couple of them, and were like, hey, you know what? You could make it. You could do this. We don't say this to to every student that comes through here because because it's just not everyone's everyone's strong suit but they were they were really encouraging me and go to toronto go to vancouver nice just like i like saskatoon for now right right um so then after that so then after that after university i um pretty much straight went into the uh, audition for the Globe Theatre Acting Conservatory at the Globe Theatre in Regina. So that brings together um, top of the industry professionals from across Canada. They come to Regina and it's a very intensive, basically an actor boot camp. Um, Six days a week, 10 to 6, like acting movement, voice. Um, And in the end, you put on a production and uh, it's, it's so amazing to learn from these People have been in the game for a long time, and uh, and they're right there in that room with you, nice. coaching you, and and then through that you get a, a a contract with the Globe Theater. You get to do one show with them. So I did Peter and the Starcatcher. That was my first professional um, show. So I've only been at this for uh, less than a year, actually. Oh really? Like acting professionally. Oh, and professionally, but I mean, leading up to that, there's. Yeah, years there's years. there's production yep. in, in university and stuff, but sure. uh, out in there in the real world for like less less than a year. So um, it all started with the Peter and the Starcatcher at the Globe, and then from there just kept on kept the ball rolling. And so for most people, well, not most people, I guess for some people, uh, when they look back, they can kind of see how the pieces fell into place. Mm-hmm in order for them to achieve what they have. But at the time, you don't really see right. that in front of you. Yeah. Um, looking back, does it all make sense to you? And like, <laughs> or is it kind of chaotic or like Uh, I random? think, like, I don't know. It's tricky for me because, uh, you know, I, I don't feel like I'm, I don't feel like I'm done or that, right. so, you know. Just getting started. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm only just beginning and, you know, I don't, always feel like you know that successful and 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 all these things so it's funny that we're like how did you become successful and i'm like well <laughs> funny story because i'm not sure if i am but what defines success could get into that um but yeah i think i can see the 
kind of the pieces for me are just the shows that really um that really showcase your 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 talent or your um versatile uh how versatile of an artist that you are and the ones that keep getting rebooted and um just keep on coming back like well, we're doing displaced for the the third time a show uh, directed and co-written by Natasha Martina about three immigrant women coming to Canada. We're doing it for the third time uh, mid-January, and we're taking it to the M1 Singapore Festival. Uh, so we're going to we're taking the show to Singapore, um, which is crazy. And it's, <laughs> it's the third installment of it, and it just uh, you know it all comes down to kind of the stories that we're telling, and and the ones that really stick are the ones that uh, help boost your career forward, I guess. So. Right. Probably so that, big ones for me. That's the next project. Uh, yeah, right. displaced is the is the next project for me. Doing that one again. Nice. And has it already started? Uh, no, we're starting rehearsals in mid January, but uh, same same cast, and so you know we'll be getting me and me and my uh, cast member Jackie Block. We might be getting together over the holidays just to you know sip some wine and go over lines. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, it starts mid January. What's uh What's your method for you know, memorizing lines or is there one? Uh, honestly, for me, that's different for every person. Some people like to take the script home the first day and like just study the heck out of it and uh, be off book right away for rehearsals. Me, I like to have my book in hand. It's kind of a safe place for me. Okay. Um, I like to get and off book, book through. Or, oh, this is script? The script, sorry, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I off see. book being you leave the script away and you have to call oh, for okay. a line if you, forget a, if you forget a line and the stage manager or whoever will feed it to you. But um, yeah, I kind of like to learn it through rehearsal. I like to keep it in my hand as, uh, for, for a good week. And then uh, I, I feel comfortable putting it down once I've really figured out the ins and outs of the scenes and I don't like to memorize the script before I before I've really worked the kinks out with my you know cast members in the scene okay like done like some good go back and forth rehearsing sort of yeah okay I yeah see. so I just do it by uh, through rehearsals how I memorize and then sometimes I go for walks and talk to myself and I okay. look a little bit weird because <laughs> I'm just arguing with myself. <laughs> Although some people do that anyway. Um, and, uh, yeah, not really any, like, super specific method for me. But Okay. Yeah. Right on. And uh, how long does it take you to really get into a role? Uh, closing night, I'm like, okay, I'm here. I nailed it. <laughs> closing night. Okay. No. Uh, <laughs> usually... Usually, um, I mean, it's collaborative effort, and I think once you get everyone's work together, so like, there's the work of the lighting designer, there's the work of the costume designer, right. there's the um, there's the sound designer, there's so many elements that come in, and when everyone's work comes together, and during usually like the tech rehearsals, when you put every single element in, and you're actually doing dress rehearsals and tech rehearsals, full-on tech, everything, that's usually when things start to click and it really builds the world uh that your character is living in through the soundscape and through what you're wearing and right through okay. the lights and so usually um that's when things start to like really click for me is it's probably around yeah. the tech run so that's about say 
three days, two or three days before we have an audience. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So by then, you've already done a bunch of rehearsals, too. Yeah, you've usually yeah. done Those are like two, the, two and a half weeks of the rehearsal. Last, uh, last refinements, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's your last chance. Interesting. <laughs> Very cool. And do you know, or actually, what's the question here? Like, is there a certain number of times that you have to rehearse before? Or is this all depending on who you're working with? I don't know. Schedules. I got I better check the, the Canadian theater like, agreement for it, that one. <laughs> is it every day or? Yeah. So it's usually, it's usually, um, Tuesday to Sunday you rehearse around 10 to six. Mondays are actors days off. So it's pretty intensive. Mondays are Mondays are our days off. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So no Monday blues for us. It's like oh, Tuesday. I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, um, yeah, no, not that I know of there being a set amount. Like I said, I probably have to check like the Canadian theater agreement for officially what the requirement is, but it's usually around, um, two and a half weeks, three weeks. It, it flies by really fast though. Nice. Yeah. And how do you, how do you find more gigs slash shows slash? Right. How does it, yeah. how does it, how the do video. the opportunities keep? Right. Keep on going. Uh, well, I've been really lucky um, to have been uh, approached for um, a lot of roles, which is super. That's an honor to like, you know, you don't have to go through the whole audition process. And mm -hmm. um, but but I do still do uh, lots of auditions and uh, there's callbacks and can be a while until you hear back from theaters, whether whether or not you you do get in or, or not. And, um, yeah, I've been lucky to have, have opportunities keep coming my way and people say yes, people say no, there's a lot of no's and you just have to keep chugging along. It's just part of the job. For sure. Yeah. And, uh, okay. So you now and you, let's say one, two, five years ago, what's the biggest difference that you've noticed in yourself mentally? Uh, where was I two or three years ago? <laughs> uh, well, I think that, I think that I've, for the first time this year, I've, um, like felt moments of feeling really successful and, and, and proud of my work and right. uh, my team's work and, um, I think that it, honestly, the difference is just being launched into the professional world of it and not being, um, you know, guided, you know, by my mentors and in university and, you know, people holding my hand anymore. It's just, it's just me and it's me versus the world. No, uh, but, uh, it's, it's now fully my responsibility to, to do what I want and, and get the opportunities that I want. And so that's probably the biggest difference is that it, it's very much feeling like self-employed. Oh, yeah. So, there you go. so you have exactly. to, yeah, you gotta, you gotta drive yourself. You're an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. There you go. So what's, so obviously we know what the, the next project is, but what do you foresee in the, in the, Distant future, I guess. Distant future. Yeah. Well, I want to have a family and um, yeah. 
Well, we were just in the States, actually. We were talking about this before the yes. episode. And where was it again? Where'd you go? Uh, I was near Phoenix, Phoenix. Uh, Arizona. Because oh, right, you went to the Grand Canyon. Yeah, and we, I went camping in the Grand Canyon with my boyfriend. We went to Sedona. And... Sedona. Is that also in Arizona? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Beautiful red, red Arizona's hills. Arizona's crazy, and... hey? It's, Arizona's has, like, every so landscape. beautiful. Yeah, it's amazing. We were like on mountains. We did mm -hmm. lots of hiking and Monument Valley. is really, really cool. That's I awesome. love cacti. So it was like mm, perfect for me. <laughs> <laughs> have you eaten one? I have not eaten one, although they do have prickly pear, like these little fruit on top of the cacti there, and they okay. just look like little yellow. Anyway, you can pull them out, and they kind of look like a little yellow bell pepper. Oh, yeah. Apparently, you can make... some them or no? I don't know. I didn't try eating one, but there is prickly <laughs> pear fruit, so there's, yeah. Okay. Souvenir shops where it's like, you can eat, you can eat a cactus, and it's like, ah. <laughs> I've seen some videos where a guy actually eats like a cactus with the, yeah, it's bad. It, yeah, I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, who knows? Figured I'd ask anyways. Maybe you're crazy yeah, like that. Maybe I'm crazy. So yeah, my grandpa's actually, he's in Arizona right now. Oh, cool. Maybe he's watching. Hey, grandpa. Hey, grandpa. He goes there six months out of the year. Yeah, lots of snowbirds there. Lots yeah. of people who. Yeah, I'm hoping to go there actually early next year mm -hmm. before he comes back to Canada. Oh, cause yeah, he is, uh, it's an awesome place. What a life, eh? You just, oh, it's beautiful. Is that the lake six months and then in Arizona for six months? Uh, grandpa's no, got it figured no out. Winter, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Who's your biggest inspiration? Who is my, uh, I mean, there's so many people that have, inspired me and uh, usually I've been like throughout my life I've been quite inspired by my by my teachers and my mentors so um, everyone that's taught me and and directed me and okay uh, yeah there's not there's not one specific person uh, maybe my cats but um, no it, it's honestly it's the it's the community that I find inspires me and the building a sense of community and, and the, the stories that need to be told um, is what what keep me what keep me going. And there's so many fantastic people that I get to collaborate with. I'm super lucky. What's the community like in Saskatoon? Really, uh, really friendly and yeah. really welcoming. I, I mean, I it's, it's so cool because I, I grew up going to, you know, I had seasons tickets to Persephone Theater and and I would go and see these shows and see these actors, you know, you're seeing like uh, Josh Beaudry and, and uh, Angela Christie and and all these people that I grew up watching on the stage, Kent Allen, and then you get to work with them like and it's it's like, oh, local celebrities, <laughs> but like, they're so awesome and genuine and and really welcoming and and the the theater community is very um i would say that it's a very close community and very loving and very supportive and they that's welcome good. you with open arms and that's important i'm super lucky to to feel like uh i'm part of it so right on yeah that's awesome is there someone that you really want to meet <sighs> you know i actually already <laughs> this is a good uh like moment of of uh, a changing moment in my life and it's going to sound super lame but i like in grade nine and grade eight i was obsessed with high school musical 
Okay. And I was obsessed with, do you know who Vanessa Hudgens is? Yeah. Okay. So I was doing this study abroad trip with um, a couple of teachers through the U, U of S. Uh, and Vanessa Hudgens was in a musical in New York at the time called Gigi. And um, this one free night, I decided to get last minute tickets. And I ended up being like in like the third row from the front and she was like right there in front of me and I decided to wait after the show to see if I could meet her and I met her and it was just this crazy surreal incredible terrifying weird experience where like this person that I've that I've you know watched for a long time growing up is right in front of me and talking to you and like you know, you see how tall or short they are and it's, it's just weird cool. and they're looking at you and engaging in a conversation and it's absolutely incredible. And, you know, I blabbered on about how I was obsessed with her and all these things. <laughs> uh, and then I walked away and I just started crying when I went back into like the New York subway going back home uh, because I realized in that moment that like, anything is anything is possible and like probably one of my biggest dreams secretly in my life biggest secret dreams was like meeting Vanessa Hudgens and like you know and then it just happened spontaneously like that day I was like I'm gonna go to the show and then everything kind of fell into place and I, I met her and it was just so crazy that I could that that was even possible That's like cool. and so in that moment <laughs> Which is super silly. I realized that uh, like dreams come true, and and um, that was kind of when I was like, "Whoa, you can do things!" And like, <laughs> you're not stuck in 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 a little bubble forever. And yeah, it was really, really quite sweet. Nice. When was this? <laughs> so that was 2015. I'm gonna say no, no, 2016. Somewhere around there. Yeah. All right. So yeah, just just recently. Yeah. Just recently. Yeah. So is there maybe someone else too that you aspire to meet? Uh, that I aspire to meet. Other right. Than, Other than people I've met. Uh, <laughs> um, well, now I've got you checked off my list. So that's lovely. That's uh, and I met Jeff Rogstad. That was a, that was a big, big one on my list. Um, CTV. CTV. Represent. <sighs> I don't know. It'd be pretty cool to meet someone like Michael Caine or someone who's oh, yeah. like been in the business for a long time and and uh I became yeah. a I became a fan of his when he did uh, the prestige. Oh yeah. Have you, you've seen the movie, I'm yeah. so guess. Yes. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, of course you would like that movie. Yeah, of course. <laughs> the best movie ever. It's a very good movie. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your favorite movie? Um my favorite movie I really like uh Thelma and Louise. That's okay. one of my favorites. And what? Girl Power. Oh, there you uh, go. Yeah, There's Girl Power. The right there. Yeah, and uh, uh, they're just wonderful actors and, and uh, great story, and I find it so empowering and, and fun and playful, and touches a lot of you know feminist issues that uh, well, human issues that uh, that are important to me. So, okay. Yeah, love Thelma and Louise. And what about your favorite play that you haven't been in? that I haven't been in. Um, there's a really good play that I read. I uh, can't remember who it's by, but I thought it would be so cool to do. It's called Between the Sheets. Okay. Um, yeah. I, who is it by? 
Normie man. I don't know. Canadian playwright, though. Uh, and and it's very well written. And I read it and I was like, oh, I'm going to pick some monologues from here. Nice. Yeah. So when you go through like an audition, mm -hmm. you have to do a monologue or something, I'm guessing. I have no, I have no knowledge of that. that <laughs> it depends on, so. yeah, it depends on the auditions. So some of them are general auditions and those are usually, um, you do one classical slash Shakespeare monologue, something that's okay. older, more heightened language. You do a Shakespeare or a classical monologue and you do a contemporary monologue. So something that's in within the last, I don't know, the 21st century and the 20th century, let's say. Okay. Um, and so either you prepare those monologues, which you kind of have in your back pocket all the time. Um, I should find some new ones, actually. <laughs> or they'll give you sides or like a audition, audition bits from the play that you're actually auditioning for and the actual ro roles that you want to go for. That's nice because you can, you can actually show them what you would bring to the role rather than here's a general character that right. I can do. And there's so many more things that you can do than just those two monologues. So I prefer getting the actual piece, right. a piece from the play that you're auditioning for. Right. Okay. But yeah. That's awesome. That's really good insights. Yeah. Like I said, I've, I have no knowledge of that area, <laughs> even though like I'm a magician, I'm in the entertainment industry. Right. Acting's completely different. I, yeah. I think anyways, cause yeah. So what's your all time favorite lesson that you've learned from maybe a, maybe a play, maybe it's a book, maybe it's a mm. movie or a TV show. What's your number one lesson that you've taken away from yeah, one of those, uh, one of those mediums? Yeah. Um, about acting or about life <laughs> or Just both, the, any yeah. lesson, whatever's more important, whatever's more important, uh, is life more important than acting hmm. or is uh, acting life or is acting life. There we go. We're getting deep here. Um, I think one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is to be humble and to, uh, really listen to others and practice listening and, and, um, probably the biggest lesson that I've learned in terms of acting. Uh, one of my, one of my, uh, one of my mentors from the Globe Theater Conservatory in Regina, David Latham, he said, don't be too precious. <laughs> like, don't be so precious with the acting that like, I'm, I'm paraphrasing now, but okay. basically what it means is that, you know, you have a line and, you're hesitating and figuring out in your mind how to say it in the perfect way. And you have a, you usually have a vision in your mind first before you say the line about how you want it to come out. And it's just like, throw that all away. Just be in the moment, react to scene, react to your scene partner, react to the circumstances, breathe and just do it. And, and don't be so precious with, um, with how you sound or how you look. And right. Just, let loose and be natural. Just, just do it. Yeah. Just do it. Just right do on. it. <laughs> no, it's my advice. Just do it. Right on. <laughs> good advice, actually. Yep. You know, if there's anything you need to do, you just came up actually now. That's it's like two or three episodes in a row. It's just three words. Everyone loves them. Yeah. Nike is just 
ingrained in everyone's yeah, minds, I just guess. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we've already gone through your how you got here and where you are planning to go. Mm-hmm. What has happened in your past that you didn't really see coming and that has helped shape who you are? That's tricky. Um, I think there's been, there's been challenges along the way, uh, personal challenges, uh, that, that, you know, just life happens, right? Emergencies happen and, and things that you don't foresee happening happen. (laughs) Um, and the important thing is that you, you have the support behind you that you need, um, you have a really good support system and, uh, you know, don't, don't isolate yourself in, in those scary moments or in those moments of, of feeling sad or, or lonely or anxious. And, um, cause that happens to everyone. And I feel that still sometimes. And I think it's just important that you, you shake it off in the world or in the words of Taylor Swift. Um, <laughs> and that you, yeah, you don't isolate yourself in those experiences. Don't be afraid to to talk about it and right. you know, use your voice. Mm. Get the help that you need if you need it. So, um yeah, nothing that I can really pinpoint or 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 talk about, but uh like I said, life happens and and uh you just got to just got to keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Right on. <sighs> I do this every episode. People that are <laughs> I follow this from the beginning know this. That I have a question, but then I lose the question <laughs> completely. Yeah, I need to like. I think I need to like write it down while it's happening. Yeah, so you need like, like a I scroll also, to revert yeah, yeah. to when you're like. Ah. I really, I don't know, because like, I come up with questions on the fly, but then I don't remember them because I feel like if I were to write it down, I might not listen. And then I might miss something else that's even more important. Listening. Here we go. This exercise. There you go. Yeah. So uh, first off, to everyone watching the stream, I'm hoping that the audio is synced. It was when we first started. We got three cameras going. So I'm unsure what it actually looks like because this is just broadcasting. <laughs> and, uh, I'm not going to go and check my phone right now while it's happening. You can if but, you want. Uh, I mean. Oh, no. It's fine. <laughs> But yeah, uh, if you're listening to this on iTunes or SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Stitcher Radio or TuneIn, obviously there's no cameras there. <laughs> but if you guys want to see the live stream, you can go to facebook.com slash cmcyxe and you can tune in to the next streams and we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll put the schedule up on there. And so I guess let's take this moment now if you could tell everyone how they can reach you. Uh, if, if you need to reach me, best way to find you, I guess. Well, my phone number, no, uh, I actually just got a a cell phone for the very first time. Crazy, crazy 21st century. Um, I can't believe it. It's actually (laughs) kind of funny. And, and you also played a role in naked tourist sacred mountain where you guys had phones the whole time. Oh yeah. It was very like social media and technology. Yeah. Yeah, We had, but you're completely the opposite. Yeah. Well, I've used a cell phone before. I've mooched them, mooched them from other people if I really need to make a call. So how did you survive again without a cell phone? 
Uh, so what I did is I used my iPod Touch, and I just mooched Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. and then I used this app called Next Plus, and you can actually make calls from it and like receive text just like, like from any a real phone number. Yeah, really? real phone number. So I survived <laughs> for years like that, and uh, finally bit the bullet because I need to be uh, for the work. I need to mm-hmm. be accessible and exactly. Yeah, you know, safety is a good thing too, and. Right. feel more safe with a phone too so for sure um but how you can reach me uh i have a website at uh, com. a-n-n-a-m-a-z-u-r-i-k yeah i, I would make A-N-N-A-M-A-Z-U-R-I-K. it appear in the stream but i haven't figured that out yet <laughs> but what i will do is i'll put all your info in the show notes of this episode for, awesome. so when people go to that they can see all the links so you also about social media uh, I don't have a public page on social media at all, okay. uh, and I don't have Twitter. Insta, Snap. Oh, Instagram. I do have Instagram. Oh, what's my name? Uh, Anna Maz, I think, is my okay. Instagram name. So I'm sure you have your, your full name written somewhere in your bio or something on Instagram. Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, so I mean, you could probably just <laughs> search your name on Instagram. Maybe I should and... change some things around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably my website, my website is the your best resource to contact me. All right. Yeah. So animazurk.com, right? Yes. Dot com. Sweet. That's good that you got a dot com. I got a dot com. That's awesome. Yeah. Back when I first started, I tried to get a dot com for some other names I was testing. Mm-hmm. Uh, other magic magician names, I guess, so to speak. Magic.com. <laughs> yeah. And I could only find dot CA and then ended up just not getting a website for a little mm-hmm. bit. And then eventually came up with a, a name, which was my middle name. Yeah. In case you're wondering, Hadlin is Hadlin. the middle name. So cool. My middle name. And, uh, okay. So anyways, what motivates you? Um, I think, I think I maybe touched on this when we were trying to figure out who, who inspires me, mm-hmm. but what motivates me is I just, I love doing the work. Like I love being in a project and, and, the the stories that we tell in the communities that you build on a, on a project, it's, it's so special to me. It, it's really sacred work to me and really close to my heart. And, um, I, I just, I get so excited for every project that I, that I have the opportunity to work on. And, um, what motivates me is the work itself in a weird way. Okay. Um, yeah, it's really driving. You just enjoy it that much. That I, lo- I love just, it. I love uh, it so much. Just the the idea that you can go and do what you love. Yeah. And, and motivation. Enough. Incredibly lucky. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you ever think this was going to happen? That you're going <laughs> to be able to go into professional acting? Um, I think it was a faraway dream of mine that I was like, ah, that's not going to happen. I'm going to... Yeah probably take a safer route and and you know because this is a it's a risky risky business in right. that you know you're constantly doing job interviews essentially with every mm-hmm. audition and you're working contract to contract and it's you never necessarily know unless you have it all booked out and planned in advance which sometimes you're lucky lucky enough to do but sometimes you don't know if you're going to be working in six months and um that's so it's not a yeah it's like job stability is is really important but i i I just 
I love it so much that I don't know what else I would do now. Exactly. Um, at some point, I, I do want to teach, I think. but um, uh, Teach acting? Teach acting. I, I'd love to teach, I think, high school, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's always, I've, yeah, I've, I've helped out with, like, um, my old high school and at, like, in productions and, you know, helping direct okay. some stuff. And, and I actually, uh, through Shakespeare on the Saskatchewan, we took Shakespeare workshops to over 2,200 students between kindergarten and grade 12 this last spring. Um teaching all these teaching Shakespeare to kids and, and Sweet. you know, that's not something that you might think would be, uh, that engaging maybe for the students or maybe the first thing you think is like, Oh, well it's so, so long ago. Why is it still relevant? But they all, they loved it. And, um, I, I really enjoy working with kids and, and like I said, so much of what's inspired me as a person is the teachers that I've had and the mentors that I've had. And, um, it'd be amazing to be that, that person for someone else. So. Right on. Yeah. What other talents, hidden talents might you have that maybe only <laughs> your close friends know about? Um, well, I also, I, well, it might not be that hidden, but like I also sing and play piano, play guitar, play, okay. play a little bass guitar. Mm. Um, I, I, you should, did you jam with Earl? Uh, no, not yet. Not yet. But, uh, that's in the works. Actually, I'm seeing him later probably for supper tonight. So maybe Sweet. we'll jam after. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, but, um, I can make a really creepy, like baby noises Oh yeah. and, uh, really <laughs> weird. I can make really weird baby sounds. It's probably, and I can burp on command Okay. and cry on command. Oh, there you go. And, well, that's probably, both. but all three at once. That'd be pretty <laughs> ugly. Yeah. A baby burp, probably. A baby burp. <laughs> um, oh, and I can tie cherry stem knots in my mouth. Oh, there you go. That's and impressive. my forehead is magnetic. <laughs> Have you ever tried that? Where you're like, no. okay, it, it's something that people don't really Explain. believe me. But okay, so if you take like a loony or a corner okay. and you like, you can like dry your forehead as much as you want, but you can make it stick to your forehead. Right. By just magnetic fields and like, exactly. you know, magnetic how fields, right? and mm -hmm. uh, like how smart you are, I mm -hmm. think makes your head forehead more magnetic. So my, my forehead's super magnetic. <laughs> and then you look like an idiot when you do it. You're like, my forehead's magnetic. I, I don't pull out that trick too often. Only every once in a while. Yeah. So as a magician, people constantly will ask me, hey, show me a trick. Show me a trick. Yeah. Do people ask you act for me or something <laughs> act for me yeah. uh is that uh well sometimes people like i was just at a little family get together the other day and um they're joking like oh anna anna's gonna do a monologue and i'm like ah, no i'm not you know <laughs> and sometimes it's like yeah sometimes it can be like do a monologue or or my parents being like oh anna uh do that character that you did in the show four years ago, like what, what did they say? And, you know, so sometimes it's sort of like that kind of thing, but, okay. but not too, too often. Yeah. I, I, that's good. Fortunately, I, I yeah. don't get asked to act on the spot too often. <laughs> I know comedians will always tell me. A joke. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Are you funny? Am I funny? Yeah. 
Yes. You, yes. Hilarious. Good. Do you have any jokes for us? I, I do I, have I'm a just joke. I just same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, uh, I'm just like a regular I have an inappropriate joke. To, do you? Yeah, I do. Is I it something that has to be bleeped? No. Well, then I think it's fine. I think everyone can handle it. Look at you. You're doing a trick right now. Uh, sorry. I just, I do that just by thinking. <laughs> or not even by thinking. I do it when I'm driving too. And Whoa. It's just, uh, yeah. Wish you could get a close up on that. No, that's okay. That's cool. There's now I'm distracted. I'm like, wow. Yeah, so p for people that are listening, I'm taking my ring and moving it between my fingertips. Almost like... And it's magical. Almost like uh, the Johnny Depp with the, the coin roll. Mm-hmm. In Pirates, Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah. But yeah, I'm going to stop. <laughs> no, 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 with, I uh, like it. It's, it's kind of soothing. <laughs> it is, actually. But yeah. then, for instance, I'll be driving, I'll be doing that. And then every once in a while, I'll drop it. And then as soon as I drop it, I'm like, oh, I can't drive normal without it. And I'll like try to reach down and try to find it without looking. And then my hand's dirty because it's touching the <laughs> wet floor. And then eventually I find it and I'm like, okay. And I go right okay, back to it. And then I drop it again. It just rinses and repeats every five, ten minutes. <laughs> you got to get like a little chain on it or something. that will like. I don't know how that would work. Like know. at the movie theater just, last just night. Just use your magic to find it immediately well, and pick it up. Magnets, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What is uh, something that you can recommend an aspiring actor to do, to do or work on or to seek out in order to maybe just to start? Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, the biggest thing is just to just to start, I think the easiest thing that you can do is really go to, uh, like the opening nights of, of shows opening around. Nights. Yeah. Okay. So opening night is the first official night that the, the show is open. Uh, the director usually won't give you any more notes and you, you won't adjust the show too, too much after that. Um, so it's usually this big, big party and there's food and, and speeches after the shows. And it's a really good way to, uh, meet and, uh, network with, with, uh, people in the acting community. It's just a, a really good way to start showing your face and put yourself out there. So that's something that, um, I think Pamela Haig Bart Bartley, one of my profs from the university told me, okay. and that's something that I started doing was going to opening nights and even just going to a show and, and people start recognizing your face as someone that supports uh, other local theater. And that's another huge thing is just like always be supportive of, of, of other, you know, actors and their shows and try to see as much as you can, if you're able to, and, um, start, start submitting for things. And, and that's scary. Like figuring out how to write an email that's like, hi, uh, I want you to cast me. It's like, uh, you have to like, you, you kind of got to figure it out, but, um, get a headshot, mm -hmm. uh, get a nice headshot. Um, there's all kind of tips on the internet too. I mean, right. I'm not, just I'm not it. no guru, but, uh, these are things that, that I did. And eventually I made my own website and, and yeah, you kind of just have to put yourself out there and, and, uh, just do it. There we go again. <laughs> <laughs> so funny because we already talked about it earlier, but it comes up so many times in podcasts. Yeah. 
just do it. Yeah, it might be like it's a little cop true. out where oh. I don't want to like explain how to do it. I'm just like, oh, you'll figure it out. <laughs> um, I asked uh, Brett W. Wilson. I don't know. Did I get his name wrong? Not sure. I don't know. He's really he's like an entrepreneur. Comes, anyways. That was his advice to me, as well. Just when do I, it. Yeah, just yeah. do it. Uh, there's a hypnotist, uh, Terry Stokes. I asked him for some advice, and that was that was his advice. I can't so tell like, if like it's good advice or not, though. Yeah, <laughs> it's and like... then what's his name? Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, <laughs> he's got that meme going around. Yep. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I think the biggest thing that you can do is, um, if I'm going to elaborate past just do it, uh, is is just put yourself out there and just start meeting people because that's mm -hmm. where you're going to get so many opportunities. You know, introduce yourself to people and ask people questions and listen and uh, start getting to know, uh, you know, the kind of community that you want to the community that you want to be a part of. And through that, you're going to, it makes it so much easier to um, have opportunities come your way and, and to audition for someone that, you know, it's a lot easier and less intimidating. And so and how important is uh, networking? Super you know? important. Yeah. Yeah. I, and it's, I don't know if I really like the word networking. So it's like kind of scary sounding or like super businessy in a way. But, um, I, yeah, building relationships and finding connections with people. Okay. <laughs> let's, nice. let's, let's elaborate, extend it to all of to that. Networking. Nicer yeah. way to say networking. Exactly. Okay. But it's, it's good to like, you know, have a card. It's, it's nice to have a card and, and just give it to people as a reference a if they ask card. you okay. yeah, a business card. Yeah. I thought you meant like an acting card. <laughs> I was imagining that for a second. Yeah. Okay. Your yeah. cards probably have like queens and jacks on them or something cool. I don't no I don't no no I don't I try not to do many card tricks although I always I've seen a couple of card tricks some, that you've done yeah, I think probably I don't know I don't know I do a lot of card tricks but I try not to do them uh you don't want to be reason. known as a as a card trick musician yeah exactly uh I prefer coin magic personally uh, oh maybe it's coins because coin magic is uh it's harder than card magic yeah it's because uh you're manipulating smaller objects yeah whereas cards are larger and it's kind of easier to anyways i should stop talking about no 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 i no. like this this is this well, is i mean enlightening for me i can't i can't tell oh secrets. i see i see i see Magicians don't tell the code secrets. right i can't i can't tell you guys any of or you secrets. can just watch that show breaking the magician's code and learn all the secrets well see <laughs> that, that takes show, the fun out of it it kind of does but I re I watched it as a kid and I was like, Oh, that's how it's done. And then mm -hmm. watching it again, I'm like, that's actually not how it's done. Really? That's, that's he's giving for a lot of the, okay. For some of them, he's hundred percent correct. Right. But for 80% of them, the guy, the masked magician, he created what he thought or how he would do it, uh, which is not actually the real method behind some of those tricks. So it's still, some so of them I mean, are still really big secrets. Yeah, exactly. And good to know. You know it wasn't the exact method mm -hmm. behind it, mm -hmm. but have, I like Fool Us. That's a good show. Fool Us, I haven't seen with that. With Penn and Teller. Oh wait, yes, yeah. I have seen maybe yeah, bits I've, and pieces. I'm uh, I've been watching, analyzing all the different performances that fool them, and I've come to realize that you need to do a full routine of like 20 tricks all in one trick mm. to fool them. 
Huh. So that's what I'm going to, that's what I'm, that's I'm what creating something. So hopefully maybe I'll be on that show. I don't know. Yeah, of course. I really want that, that F you <laughs> fool us. Ah, uh, yes. Their, their trophy says F you on it. <laughs> if, if you fool, fool them. <laughs> I want that trophy. Cool. That's your yeah. goal in life. Just put it right there. Yeah. Right on the table. But anyways, all right. We're closing down to the last few minutes of the podcast here. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it goes by super quick. No, <laughs> not as scary as I thought. Hey, so like I said, episode fifty-eight. The show notes will be hadlin.com/cmc058. Every episode's live streamed now, regardless of our internet connection or where we might be. Maybe it's not the studio, and I won't have three. Maybe it'll just be the phone. Who knows? But anyways, uh, so adamazurik.com is your website. Mm-hmm. And your Instagram will figure it out. They can. <laughs> I think it's Animaz. <laughs> Animaz, okay. And okay. Sweet. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I can't think of any of the questions right now. That's all. The answer is probably just do it. <laughs> <laughs> As it's been for a lot. I like there it. There you go. It's good though. I should put that right on the laptop here. There you go. Just do it, okay. and then when someone says it, I can be like. Yep, I knew, yes. I knew you were going to say that. I knew it. <laughs> I was prepared. Magic, right? Magic. Mm-hmm. It's great. Do, have you magic. seen any magic shows before? Uh, yes, I have a, I have a friend, Travis Bernhardt. He's a... Travis Bernhardt, yeah. Do you, okay. uh, no, uh, he's, he's a musician. Is he local? Uh, well, he comes here uh, through the fringe circuit sometimes during the summer. He's actually out of, he based guy? out of Vancouver. He did... Uh, wings on his back? No, no wings. Tattooed. Though he is an angel. Um, he uh, did. Oh my gosh. Uh, un, unpossible. He, he he's an amazing, amazing, uh, amazing magician. I think I know. I, I've never met him, but I think I know which guy this is because okay, his show when it was at the the Fringe Festival was inside of that school on the corner, right? Uh, Not, Victoria or, uh, I forget what the other one's called. Skyak. Yes. Yeah. It was in, in that gym, right? Probably. He, he does. Yeah. There's not too, too many magicians yeah, that come exactly. in through Saskatoon, so, I mean, but that has to be him. Probably. I, I think I saw a show then. It's Tall. Where's the suit? I don't know. I think we all, we all wear suits. <laughs> Maybe that's all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I did not mean to call you man. I do yeah, man. all the time. No, but it's all good. Ho- hopefully he's watching. We should connect. Yes. <laughs> we should talk magic. It's you always, should. It's always nice talking magic because, unfortunately, there's so many things that I can't talk with anyone about because mm. it's like, I can't tell you how it's done. Sorry. Yeah. But if you're a magician, because magicians think a different way, mm-hmm. in my opinion, than muggles, so to speak. I don't know. <laughs> like yourself. <laughs> I'm a muggle. But yeah, no, just we think differently and it's, it's cool to just bounce ideas back when we're creating a new yeah. trick. For sure. Especially. But so Travis. Travis. Yeah. You got to contact me, man. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Uh, Any other magic shows? Maybe have you been to a hypnosis show? I have. uh, Back in grade 12, like graduation, I was hypnotized by someone. Oh, you were hypnotized? I was hypnotized. I went running around crying, looking for a rabbit. And it was wild times. Nice. So that means very weird <laughs> to can, get hypnotized. You can be hypnotized pretty easily then. Because once you've been hypnotized once, it's easier. Really? Yeah. Until you're like me where I've been hypnotized so many times that I just block it 100% completely. Oh. 
So, I mean, because uh, when you go to hypnosis conferences to learn hypnosis. There's conferences. There is. That's how wow. I learned. But, yeah. Uh, in Vegas, went year after year. And then, so when you're at these conferences, you learn how to hypnotize each other. Mm. And I went under pretty easily. And then everybody was practicing routines on me. Yeah. So I was like the hypno monkey, so to speak. Like I wasn't actually like walking around like a monkey, but I was the one that everyone would be like, Hey man, what's up? Sleep. And then, yeah. And then it just got a bit too much. Cause, uh, the second year I went, it was the same thing. And then the third year I was like, Nope, not doing it. Yeah. It's done. I'm done. I'm done being your monkey. Yeah. So I only hypnotize people now and I cannot be hypnotized anymore. Oh, cool. So it's like a muscle. You do get better at reaching that state. Mm-hmm. But once you get to a certain point of reaching that state, you can decide to just turn it turn off. Turn it off, right. And block it. I'm done being manipulated. <laughs> Very good. Well, I wouldn't say it's manipulated. People don't do what they don't want to do. No? No. You can't make someone jump off a bridge. Oh, that's good. Unless they're that type of person. You don't know. Yeah. That's why you just don't I, say I, it anyways. I hope no one <laughs> asks people to do that when they're yeah. hypnotized. Oh, yeah. You seen Get Out before, the movie? No, it's on my list, though, of things to watch Get Out. Everyone, like, I, this is Christmas season, so it's busy time. There's tons of Christmas parties. Yes. And yep. uh, at every single show that I do, someone always comes up to me and asks me if I've seen the movie Get Out. Hmm. And so that that lit a fire under me. I went home after, or went to the hotel after a show once and stayed up real late watching it. And By yourself. It's pretty good. Isn't it scary? Mm-hmm. No, it's like it. I equate thriller? it to, yeah, like a thriller similar to like Black Mirror or something. Oh, nice. Sweet. You, you've seen Black Mirror? Yes. That's good. All right. Well. All right. <laughs> sorry, we went on a bunch, a bunch of tangents here. And, uh, <laughs> tangents are good. All the while, I'm trying to adjust the camera. So <laughs> Get I'm every really, angle before it's too late. <laughs> really hoping that by switching the cameras, it doesn't lag stuff. So I appreciate you being kind of a test can you pay with the three camera setup? Now I'm the guinea. Now I'm the monkey. I guess. Maybe sure. I've been hypnotized this whole time. Yeah, she won't actually remember this at all, ladies and gentlemen. See? Where am I? <laughs> <laughs> right on. Anna, thank you so much. It was awesome thank getting you to so know much. you, learning from you. Yeah. And I hope everyone that listened and watched learned just as much as I did. Oh, this hope has so. Been, uh, <laughs> this has been really cool. I learned a lot. And uh, I guess... Before we go, is there anything that you just want to say before we close the stream? Be nice to each other and happy holidays. All right. And, oh, I just remembered there is one thing. Um, can you share with us? This will be the last final thing. Okay. Can you share with us your favorite memory? It could be from being a kid. It doesn't have to be related to acting. It could be family. It could be friends. It could be work. It could be anything. Just your favorite all-time memory. Wow. Yeah. This is a exclusive. Exclusive. <laughs> Here we go. Um, I have a really lovely memory of my family. And, uh, we went to, I think we were in Grasslands National Park. Oh, no, Cypress Hills, uh, so southern Saskatchewan. And it was an August night, and it was when the shooting stars are, like, the most active. And we laid a blanket down uh, in the middle of this road, and we just watched shooting stars and uh it was really magical nice yeah that's probably it oh wait is that my favorite one? Oh no 
I also saw really awesome Northern Lights when I did this uh, volunteer program in, called Katimovic, and I was in a Calouette in like January to March. So there was like three hours of daylight. But wow. it was amazing Northern Lights, like purple, green, blue. Really? More than on green. fire. Like, That's cool. Easy. I need to see that one day. Oh, blew my mind. Nice. Yes. On. That's two. Sorry. That's awesome. That's <laughs> perfectly fine. But yeah. Okay. Thank you again very Thank much. Thank you. Anna. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Episode 58. The official audio version of this episode will be on iTunes shortly. So subscribe. Oh, man. Cool. Thank you. There you have it, folks. That was episode number 58 with Anna Mazurik. Be sure to check out her website and see all the recent work that she's done. And definitely check out the movie Tin Wife. I'm going to watch that later on this week in between shows. But all right. Thank you again for tuning in. And we'll see you on the next episode. Oh, yeah. And uh, show notes. Hadlin.com slash CMC058. All right, see you next time.